All right, Tarosai. Good evening. Good evening. Let's uh, let's get started. So we are continuing. Last night, last night. Sorry, last week, we began the Malach of Kotzer. So Mirz Hashem. I don't know. I feel like I put together a pretty ambitious uh, source sheet, source packet tonight. We'll see how much we uh, we get through Mirz Hashem. But I think either way, we're going to be continuing. We're going to do one more week of Kotzer after uh, after this. But let's uh, let's continue. So we'll say, So number one actually is the Shulchan Aruch that I mentioned in last week's share, that's really going to serve as the springboard for a lot of what we're going to do tonight. So Shulchan Aruch said, In Olin be'ilon bein lach bein yavesh, you're not allowed to literally climb a tree, whether it's a living tree or a dead tree. Ve'in nit limbo, you can't hang on the tree. Ve'in mishtam shem mechobar You can't really use on Shabbos anything which is attached to the ground. What's the concern? The concern is using something that's attached to the ground, you may come to detach something. And of course, detaching something, uprooting something from the place where it grew, ultimately is the very malacha of Kotzer itself. Okay, so just as an aside, by the way, we'll talk about this more, maybe towards the end of tonight, or a little bit more towards tomorrow morning. The Mishnah Buddha is an interesting The Mishnah Buddha says, Vafilu in Kvarnis Yavish Lagamre, Shein Shumlach Luk is Klau. So this is actually very interesting. So the Mishnah Buddha says, this Gzeirah Dirabonah. Remember again, this idea of not climbing a tree or using a tree, again, will define the parameters of usage in just a little bit. This thing, Mishnah Buddha says, interestingly enough, actually Shulchan already says, applies whether a tree is alive or not alive, which is really very interesting. Because technically speaking, again, we spoke about this in the previous year as well. If the tree is dead, there really shouldn't be any issue of kotzer because you're not uprooting something from the place where it grew. But the Mishnah seems to say that ultimately, Mishum Siag together out of a protective fence, right? To create a protective fence around the halacha. So this particular dinder of not going on a tree, not using a tree, applies whether or not the tree is living or dead. Now he does quote over here, V'yesh makilin bazeh, so the Mishnah says, however, if we're dealing with the kind of tree that everyone knows that it's dead. His example is, let's say, I don't know, whatever kind of tree he's referring to in the summertime, that doesn't blossom. <coughs> so the Mishnah says, if it's the kind of tree that's dead and everyone knows seasonally that it's dead, it could be that halacha lamaisa, this tindera banam doesn't apply to it. Now both say, that yesh makilin, doesn't really seem to be followed by halach. It really seems to be that the first opinion is really the dominant one. Namely that this, this dindarabanon of not climbing a tree, not using a tree, not hanging on a tree, is going to apply to any kind of tree, whether the tree is living or dead. Okay, so let's, let's define the parameters of this a little bit more. So first of all, another interesting shulchan archer number three. Shrashia ilan. What about roots of the tree? Listen to this. Shrashia ilan agavamina aritz gimel tfachim. Asr lehishtamish bahem. So if you have roots of the tree that extend more than three tfachim, so for our purposes, let's just call three tfachim ten inches. Ten inches, probably a little bit less than ten inches, but less maybe like nine, nine, nine and a half inches, but let's just go with ten inches. So if you have roots that go above three tfachim from the ground, you cannot use them on Shabbos. Now what does it mean using them? So what was, what would be using it? How would you use it? Sitting on it, standing on it, hanging something on it, Whatever the usage is, you can't use it. Pachos mehem, but if it's less than three tfachan, I've also we know this. Generally, something that's less than three tfachan, what do we call that? What do we call it? Lavud. Lavud. What's the status of lavud? Anything that's lavud is considered to be ground, karka. If it's karka, 
then ultimately, again, this din doesn't apply. So therefore, interestingly enough, if you have roots that extend up, but, but they have roots that extend up, but they are less than three tfachim, then ultimately, again, they can still like the ground. Go to Steve. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on for, we're not going to do the seat, but I'm going to show you a similar case in just a moment. So listen to this. So we'll say, what happens if you have roots that, let's say, kind of go up and down? So let's say there's a part of the root that's above three tfachim, part of the root that's below three tfachim. So the Shulchan Aruch says, he says, shasurim, or It's actually interesting halacha. So the same root, the same root, depending on the height, will be aser and will be mutar. If the root extends higher than three tfachim, then ultimately it has really the din of like the tree, right? And therefore you'll not be able to use it. Lower than three tfachim has the din of karka, and therefore would be able to use it. Interesting. So it goes like, Hayu gvam so we'll say the one thing that the Shulchan and we'll see this a little bit more later on, is when kind of looking, seeing from the first line in the Shulchan Aruch, it sounds like that roots are just judged based on what they are, right? So if it's higher than three tfachim, it's a tree, you can't use it. Lower than three tfachim, it's karka. What the Shulchan Aruch then introduces us to at the end is this concept that really we look kind of at the roots in their totality. And if when looking around the tree, the majority of the root is above three tfachim, Ultimately, I'm going to treat it like a tree, and therefore it's going to be usher for use. But if the majority around the circumference of the tree is really below three tfachim, then ultimately, again, you could treat it as karka, except, except the area that is actually above three tfachim still can't be used regardless. Okay, and I will say now, the, the, I, I don't know how shayach the root case is, but this next case is very shayach. Look at number four, the Arach HaSholchan. So the Arach HaSholchan says, Aval, im gamre. So I will say, here, here's, where, here's where this comes up. Kind of along the line of Steve's idea. What about a tree stump? What about a tree stump? What's Allah with a tree stump? So here the Arach HaShulchan writes, Avalim gamri. So if you mamish totally cut down the tree, right? You, you cut down the tree. Av gimel ba'amahu mimenu shen ilan. So this is very interesting. Let's say you cut down a tree and the stump, the stump is two feet tall. It's shy, it's possible by a stump, right? The stump is two feet tall. So what's this? So now, what do I do with this? What do I do with this, right? So on one hand, on one hand, it's more than three tfachim, which means it can't be karka. On the other hand, again, is it a tree since it's been cut down? So the Arach HaShulchan Paskins, that once a tree has been chopped down, the stump no longer has the status of a tree. So therefore, Allah on Shabbos, you would be permitted to sit on that tree stump, to put stuff on that tree stump. It no longer has the status of a tree itself. Interesting halacha. Fine. So, we'll say, so, that's, so, this, so this is the general kind of panoramic framework of this halacha. So again, can't, can't climb the tree, can't hang from the tree, can't put stuff on the tree, can't use the tree. Concerned that if we, if you're, if we allow you to use it, you may come to unintentionally detach a branch. Halacha really only applies to parts of the tree above three tfachim. Below three tfachim is considered to be like a lavud. Once the tree has been cut down, the stump no longer has the status of a tree in general. Okay, so both say, so now we come to a very fascinating discussion. Take a look at number five. So the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, listen to this. Asr lehishtamesh bitzdade ha'ilan 
Aval bitzidet tzadin mutter. So let's just translate first, and then and then Amir Hashem, and then we'll go ahead and kind of plug it into a more practical framework. So Shulchan writes like this: You are not allowed to use on Shabbos the sides of the tree. Or you call it study, you know, we'll, de- we'll, we'll define it in just a moment. But you are allowed to use tzidate studin, which means the sides of the sides. Okay? So can't use the sides of the tree, can use the sides of the sides. What does this mean? Look what he writes. Lefichach. Aser lismo chasulam. So therefore we'll say, he gives an example over here. Leaning a ladder against the tree. Leaning a ladder against the tree. So now if you were to go ahead and walk up that ladder... Are you using the tree? Are you using the tree? Yeah, why? Because it's supported. In other words, that ladder is directly supported on the tree. That's called tzdadin. That's called ultimately tzdadi ha'ilan, the side of the tree. And usage of the side of the tree, ultimately again, is as asr, as use of the tree itself. So I'll be an example of tzidei tzdadin. Imagine for a moment I have a tree. I put a, I put a peg in the tree. And I lean the ladder against the peg. So now again, the ladder itself is not being supported by the tree. It's being leaned against the peg that's in the tree. That's called tzide studin, Sides of the side of the tree. So the Shukhanach Paskins, that usage of the tzadin, usage of the sides of the tree is going to be aser. Tzide tzadin is going to be mutter. So now let's look in the Shukhanach. He says, Lefichach. Aser lismo chasulam letzide ha'ilan. You can't go ahead and support the ladder by the side of the tree. Because when you climb the ladder, you're using the side of the tree. However, if there's a peg, this is an exact example, if there's a peg driven into the tree, you could rest the peg on, sorry, you could rest the ladder on the peg in the tree. Because the peg is considered to be the side of the tree. And then ultimately, again, putting the ladder against the peg is considered to be tzide tzadin. Bless you. Sides of the sides. Sides of the sides. I will say, now what's, what's the logic over here? What's the logic? What's the logic? So remember again, I will say, just to understand, we're dealing with Dine Dirabanon over here, right? So essentially what Chazal said is any, any direct use of the tree, we don't want you doing. So the act even of putting the ladder against the tree is considered to be a direct use of the tree. But if there's an intervening item, so for example, I'm not resting the ladder on the tree, I'm resting it on a peg on the tree, ultimately, again, that's called the sides of the side, sidate stadin, and that's going to be mutter. So let's go by it. He says, <coughs> so he, he gives some applications of this. Again, I will say, so here, let me show you what we're going to do. In 5 and 6, we're going to look at the Shulchan Aruch, then Shemir Shabbos Kilchos is going to expand on this a little bit. So let, let, let's get through this, and then Amir Sashim, hopefully you'll have the conceptual framework. So watch this. He says, Similarly, again, if you go ahead and you have a peg, and you rest the basket on the peg. So imagine from you have a tree, you put a peg in the tree, you put a basket on the peg. So what's that? Hayoseid nikrat stadin. So now the peg is considered to be stadin. stadin. And the basket is the sides of the side. Sides of the side. Haga. Actually, you know Actually, I'll just read you this from the one grows from Shabbos. He says, Haga. Umutra liga bi'ilan. Obavachlo yinidana. So we'll say this is actually a little bit reminiscent of Muktzah. Right? So the, interestingly enough, you are allowed to touch a tree. You're allowed to touch a tree. Right? What can't you do? What can't you do? You can't move it. 
You can't move it. We're going to see there's more that you can do. Just move it. But the idea of just putting your hand on a tree is not problematic. Why is it reminiscent of Moktza? Right? Because, you know, contrary to popular opinion or popular understanding, there is no problem to put your finger on something that is Moktza. Right? The issue, with Mok- excuse me, the issue of Moktza is what? It's total. It's movement. So similar idea over here by the tree. Touching the tree itself is fine. It's movement of the tree that's going to be a bit more complicated. So what's this? And now, take a look. We're going to come back to the rest of the Ramah. Take a look at number six. So Shemir Shabbos Kilchasa expands on this case a little bit. So he writes, Hashimur, so remember again, Shokmark introduces us to this idea that essentially we have three, we'll call the three different categories of usage of the tree. We'll call direct usage, right? So what's direct usage? You put something on the tree. You hang something on the tree. You climb the tree. That's direct usage. Then we have what we call tzadim, or tzidei ha'ilan, right? Tzadei ha'ilan, which means usage, usage of the side of the tree, which means what? You are supporting something against the tree itself and using that secondary item. That's also going to be asar. And then there's a third category of tzidei, tzidei, sorry, tzidei tzadim, sides of the side. So that's something that's attached to the tree, and then you're supporting another item on that item, that is going to be mutter. That type of use is mutter. Now, so look at number six. <coughs> Excuse me. Right, Shemir Shabbos Kilcho. So he says, Hashimosh, Betzidea So what does it mean to use the side of the tree? How does that work? He says, listen to this. He gives, he gives an example. Sal, Hataloi Begeza Eitz, O Anafav. So for example, gives an interesting example of here. You hang a basket on a branch of a tree. So I take a basket, so just imagine this, I have a basket with a handle, I put the basket on the branch of the tree. Okay, now what's Talach? So we'll say, what's Talach? What's Talach? You can't put something in the basket, and you can't take something out of the basket. In other words, there was essentially the basket becomes what? The basket becomes what? Part of the tree. Essentially part of the tree, and therefore fundamentally unusable. Why? Why? Because since the basket is directly utilizing the tree itself, the basket itself becomes part of the tree, and therefore, Allah of course you can't take the basket, but you can't even take anything in or out of the basket. Okay. Me'il, for example, another example. Me'il hataloi be'etz. You, you know, unwittingly on Shabbos, you hung your jacket on a branch. You hung your jacket on a branch. So what's that? So we'll say, so it goes without saying, you can't take the jacket off the branch. Again, we'll get into that in just a little bit. But not only that, you can't take something out of the pocket or put something into the pocket of your branch. These are all examples of tzdade ha'ilan. So I'm putting something directly on the tree. That item essentially assumes tree identity, and therefore Allah cannot be used on Shabbos. Another example, a swing. Right? You have a swing that's attached to a branch of on your tree. So what's Even by the way, if it's only even if let's say you have one side of the swing attached to your house, let's say, and one side of the swing attached to the tree, if some part of it is attached to the tree, can't use it on Shabbos. Can't use it on Shabbos. Why? Because again, that's called Tzadei Ha'ilan, and that is tantamount to using the tree itself on Shabbos. Oh, so we, hold, hold on, hold on. Let, let's, let's get through all the cases. We'll see. So he goes on. He says, Mot HaKavua B'Shnei 
Okay, so fine. That, that's the, that, enough, enough examples. If you take a look at the end of that paragraph, he quotes, Sulam, Hanishal, it's only if you have a ladder that's resting against, a ladder that's resting against the tree. You can't use it on Shabbos, ultimately. So we'll say, so all the, these are all the examples, all, of, all examples of Tzadei Ha'ilan. So Tzadei Ha'ilan essentially says, if you're directly using the tree in a supportive fashion, then Halacha Lamaisa, again, the item, the, the other item becomes Asrazah, the ladder becomes Asr, the jacket, the swing, whatever it may be, all of it becomes Asr. Okay, turn the page. <clears throat> Turn the page. So now in paragraph Yudzayim, Shmir Shabbos Kochzagudan, he says, Hashimush betzidei tzad in ketzad. So what's the case? What's the case of tzidei tzad, which literally again means the sides of the side. What's that? Listen to this. He says, Kol shenit lamin ba'od yom b'mesamer hatakua ba'ed. So for example, they will say, now obviously, just, just to point this out, the use of something betzidei tzad only applies if you put it there before Shabbos, right? You can't put anything on the tree on Shabbos, whether it's directly on the tree, whether it's tzedadin, or whether it's tzidei tzedadin. So when we speak about something being on the tree, that means it was placed there before Shabbos. So let's say, again, you have a peg on, you have a peg in the tree, and before Shabbos, you went ahead and you put a basket on the peg. Put a basket on the peg. So again, just to look at what's happening over here. So in halacha views this, as you're not directly using the tree. Rather, what are you using? What are you using? The peg, which happens to be attached to the tree. So therefore, again, what's the halacha? He says, Mutter b'shabbis, lahachnis boldavar, o lahotzimimenu. So everyone said, the ramifications of this is, you could put something into the basket, or you could take something out of the basket. Aval asra litlos es hasal atzmo, o lahasiro minam esara b'shabbis. So I will say, just to be clear, what Sidate Stodden says, that if something was there before Shabbos, right, on the sides of the side, then on Shabbos, you could utilize that. What does it mean to utilize it? Putting stuff in, taking stuff out. What can't you do? You can't put something on the tree, even Sidate Stodden on Shabbos, nor can you remove it. So if you have a peg in the tree, on Shabbos itself, you can't put a basket on the peg, nor can you take a basket off the peg. If the basket was there before Shabbos started, then you could put stuff in the basket on Shabbos and take stuff out of the basket on Shabbos. He goes on, he says, Suddenly again, I have a peg in the tree. I hung my coat on the peg before Shabbos. So what's the halacha? I could put stuff in the pockets or take stuff out of the pockets. Avo. What can't you do? You can't hang the coat on the peg on Shabbos or remove it off the peg on Shabbos. In other words, they will say, the idea that the halacha says is, there is no direct usage of anything that is the tree, leaning on the tree, or even something that is leaning on or attached to something that is attached to the tree. The only difference between tzadin and tzidei tzadin is that if something is tzadin, use of the side, you can't really do anything with it on Shabbos. If it's tzidei tzadin, you can take stuff out and put stuff into that object, but you can't put it on, nor can you remove it. Nidnida hatlui mi ba'odyom almot hakavua ba'eitz mutra des nanig ba'ba Shabbos. Everybody say, watch this. This is actually a very shayach case. You have a swing. You have a swing. And the swing is attached to a peg that is on the tree, or 
a hammock, right? A hammock. The halacha is again assuming that it that it was placed there before Shabbos. Halacha lemaisa, you could use that on Shabbos. You can use it on Shabbos. He says, he quotes over here again, uh, If you have a swing that's attached to a peg, and it was attached there before Shabbos, You could swing on it on Shabbos. So this is very important because people sometimes don't realize this. Like if you have like a swing that's on a branch, if the swing is tied right on the branch, you cannot use it on Shabbos. But if the swing is attached to a, to a peg that's on the branch or the hammock. For the, I'm sorry? Hooks, right? Correct. That, that's a peg. Right, you put it out. Now we'll see just the important qualification with the metal hook in just a little bit as well. But then that would be permitted to use that swing on Shabbos or use that hammock on Shabbos. So really, the Correct. That is correct. Correct. In other words, it's the correct. It's the tree, zdadin, sidet zdadin, and then the item that's attached to that. Correct. But 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 we we call that fourth tier, that fourth item already sidet zdadin. But in achinami, correct. Correct. Right. This is a very important point. So in other words, on Shabbos, let's say again, you have the tree and you have those pegs. You have the or right. You have those pegs. You can't put anything on or off those pegs on Shabbos. Just the difference is something that's attached to that peg becomes usable. Becomes usable. But under no circumstances can you really ever put something on or off, even Tzidate Stodin, on Shabbos itself. Very interesting. See, goes on. Mageves yom al kasher This is an interesting case. We'll say, remember the good old days when they used to have the rotating towel, Zach? Do you remember that? Now you could now you could only find it in Eretz Yisrael, right? Uh, right. I'm sorry. It's more than that. It's a din in Avas Yisrael. Like literally, you get to wipe your hands with all of Klal Yisrael together, right? It's it's really it's it's special. We have a dedication opportunity in the new building. In the new building, yeah, there is. I actually googled it. Just that you can't even. I think like it's outlawed in most countries now. You know, anywhere they have a health department, they're allowed to use it. So I'll say. So if you can imagine for a moment, he, so this is what he's kind of describing over here. Mageves hataluya. So also you have a hanging towel. So imagine for a moment, right, you have a towel that's on a, that's on a peg. So he says, So if you can imagine, you have a rope, right? You have a, you have a rope attached to trees, two trees and a towel hanging on that rope. You could wipe your hands on that towel. So I'm interesting, in other words, the same thing as the hammock, same thing as the swing. It's just, again, illustrating in a different way. So you could dry your hands on that towel. What can't you do? You can't put the towel on or take the towel off. Now, he does, now there's one important qualification over here. He's Veloitiru Kolela, Ela Imkein Ha'itz Chazak, Ve'eno Asui Lehis Nanea, Bishalashimush Betsidei now, this is very important. Here, Shushab Skilchasa says, by the way, the use of Tzidei Tzadadin also only works if what? If the tree is not going to move. So we'll say, this is very important. So let's say, let, let's take the hammock case. So, so if you want to use a hammock between two trees on Shabbos, how can you do it? How can you do it? Right? So again, as long as, let, let's, let's go through what's necessary. Right? So number one, number one, right? What do you need on the trees? 
pegs, right? Or um, the, what do you call it? Um, the hooks, hooks, right? So you need hooks screwed in beforehand, right? So that's step one. That that right now, those hooks themselves are studded, right? Then you put the hammock on there. Ultimately, again, you're gonna have tzidate studded, right? That's gonna be fine. So therefore, again, you can get on that hammock on Shabbos. What can't you do? You can't take the hammock on or put the hammock off, right? You, or that was in English. You can't hang the hammock or dishang. Dishang, right? right? Detach, thank you. Detach, detach, detach the hammock on Shabbos. Now, again, I will say, and the last qualification is the trees to which the hammock is attached have to be strong enough that there's no movement when you get on or off the hammock. So that's also that's also like a pretty a pretty big thing just to make sure that Allah Khalamaisa there's no actual movements of the trees themselves. What's the, what's the problem with the tree moving? I'm sorry? What's the problem with the tree moving? Because the tree moving is considered to be direct usage of the tree. That's uh, use of the tree. That's use of the tree. Yeah. That, that's in other words, use Like in other words, you're actively moving the tree through your actions. That's hishtamshos with the aids itself. Good. So we'll say, so just one more piece in Shemir Shabbos in Yud Ches. He says, Isr shal shimush makom shal mitzvah. So we'll say, this is actually very important as well. This issue over here. So we'll say, so obviously I can't use the tree itself. I also can't use the sides of the tree, right? All of this also applies even in a mitzvah situation. For example, V'lochein, Asr lakachas sefer kodesh hanimtza ala eitz or al tzidei ha'etz kamim ratzona lomo b'sefer. So also I'll give you just an interesting example of this, although we're going to get into just a bit. I, I put a sefer down Erev Shabbos on the branch of a tree. I was talking about sure I put it down. I forgot it there. Shabbos comes now. I want to take the sefer off the branch. You can't do that on Shabbos. You can't do that on Shabbos because, again, remember, the act of take, we're going to see the act of putting something on or taking something off a tree is considered to be direct usage of the tree. That's going to be us around Shabbos, even for Advar Mitzvah. Yes? What if it's about the four? Yeah, right. And, and you have this safer up there, and it's going to get ruined. Monetary. Uh, well, he's not really asking a monetary loss. This is more like a, this is more like a davar shebik dusha. No, you can't. Covering it would also be problematic because the act of covering it is putting something on the tree itself. I'm sorry. Oh, the safer would be like the safer would be like see they stud into the cover. Interesting. I'm sorry. For Shabbos, right? Right, right. I hear. I don't know. Let me let me think. That's that's a good question. I hear. But what matters thing is that maybe maybe if the safer was there before Shabbos. Then maybe the safer could have the status of tzidate stud, and it becomes like the hook, and therefore maybe placement of like a plastic cover over it becomes like the hammock on the hook. That's interesting. But like Reb Chaim said, that only works if it was there before Shabbos, not if it was accidentally placed there on Shabbos. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. Okay, I'm gonna look into that one. Shkoyach. All right. So let's go right a little bit. Number seven. So I will say this is very important. Very important, right? So now we've got tree. Studin and Sidate Studin. So let's go through some other halachas over here. This is number seven, Mishnabura, Veinitlin. Another interesting halacha. Vuadin de Einish Anin Vinismachabah. But another halacha is you can't lean against a tree on Shabbos. 
Now, this is also a very interesting halacha. I don't say we don't. Sometimes, like we do these things without without even realizing what it is that we are doing. So you're not allowed to lean against the tree. Now, what's the definition of leaning against the tree? So number eight, the Mishnah Bura comes and he says, Uli shan bi'ilon, im adam bari mutar vitash koach aser. So it's interesting, Mishnah Bura says, it is permitted for a healthy person to lean against the tree, not permitted for a weak person. What's the distinction? Vatam, the adam bari eno somech alav elamaat, so I just mentioned to you like this. Essentially, we find this all the time in halacha, right? In halacha, for example, just another halacha, the halacha by Shmona Esrei. Shmona Esrei is supposed to be said standing up. You're not supposed to lean on anything when you dive in Shmona Esrei. So not on your stender, not on... What's the definition of leaning? What's the definition of leaning? So leaning means that if you were to remove the item that you were leaning on, if you were to fall down, that's called leaning. If you weren't going to fall down, that's not called leaning. So essentially, Mishnah Buddha says the same halacha applies to leaning on a tree. Right? In other words, if you're literally putting, and that's how he gives the example to someone who's weak and someone who's healthy. Right? So, but it's not dafka limited to someone who's weak who's healthy. It's a din in how you're leaning. So if a person essentially is supporting their weight against the tree, that's when it's going to be problematic. But a person, let's say, just, I don't know, you know, just like it's kind of resting up against the tree, but not supporting his weight. If the tree was removed, ultimately, again, the person would remain standing, then that would seem to be mutter on Shabbos. The qualification, once again, is, he says, however, vahani mili, last line in number eight, vahani mili, kisheino manido. All of this presupposes that what? You're not moving the tree. Right? Any act that causes the movement of the tree is always going to be problematic. Okay. So we'll say, let's go weiter a little bit. So now take a look at number nine. So now he says over here as follows. So other examples, other examples of usage of a tree would include, Mr. Brewer says, to place something on the tree, right? To remove something from the tree or to tie your animal to a tree. So these are all just additional examples, ultimately, of tree usage. Okay, so now take a look at number 10. Another interesting Shulchan He says, so now, listen to this interesting Allah and Shulchan Aruch. It's like this. You could light candles, right? He calls it a Ne'er Shal Shabbos. Now, Ne'er Shal Shabbos could be either your literal Shabbos candles. I don't know. Let's say you're eating outside. You're eating outside. So you have this great idea to go ahead and light Shabbos candles on a branch of your tree. Right? Beautiful. It's very, very, very Shabbos romantic. Right? You're right. You're right. The table's there. You're lighting candles on the branch of a tree. Leaving aside the wisdom of lighting candles on a tree. But okay, we'll leave that on the side. Right? So, Mesa, now you put your candles there. Mi ba'od yom. Mi ba'od yom. Shabbos say, interestingly enough, the Shulchan says it's mutter. It's mutter. Now, what, what is he coming to address over here? He says, the lakalamechash lecheshiyechabe the Shulchan Aruch now is introducing us to something new over here, which is, on Erev Shabbos, you should not place anything on the tree 
that you may come to inadvertently remove on Shabbos. So this whole time we've been focused on the use of the tree on Shabbos itself. Now in, in a new dimension of this halacha, even on Erev Shabbos, one should be conscious of what it is that they're putting on the tree, lest they come to remove the item on Shabbos. So what the Shulchan says is, there's no problem lighting Shabbos candles on, Shabbos, on Erev Shabbos on the branch of the tree. Why? What are we not concerned about? We're not concerned that when the fire goes out, you're going to move the candles or the candlesticks. We're, not, we're just not concerned about that. It seems to be what's driving the halach over here. What's driving the halach over here is that, is that halach al-maisa, people know that candles, candlesticks are muktzah. Right? And therefore, it's not common for people to move them on Shabbos. And therefore, we're not concerned that if you put them in the branch on Erev Shabbos, you're going to come to move them on Shabbos itself. Interestingly enough, he says, listen to this, Now, I will say, we're not talking about this now, but remember, the same isurim or the same issues with tree usage on Shabbos are going to be the same issues with tree usage on Yom Tiv. But I will say, what's the fundamental distinction between Shabbos and Yom Tiv? On Yom Tiv, fire is not mukta. Fire is not mukta. So therefore, interest of the Shulchan Aruch says, you can't light Yom Tiv candles on a branch on Erev Yom Tiv. Why? Because what are we concerned about? That when the fire goes out, you are going to move the candles. You are going to move the candles. So on Shabbos, we're not concerned. Therefore, you could do it. On Yom Tiv, we are concerned. So I will say, so this yields a very important halacha. So if you take a look at number 11, in the footnotes of Shmir Shabbos, he writes over here, So this is very important. So Shalom Zalman says, the only time you have to be concerned with putting something on a tree branch before Shabbos is when it's the kind of thing that you would come to inadvertently move on Shabbos itself. But if it's something that it's not common for a person to move on Shabbos, you could put it there out of Shabbos. So I'll, say, I'll give you another example where this could come up. Where, where could this come up? So I'll say, according to this halacha, let's say again, you know what, I, I clean my shirt before Shabbos and it's not dry yet. So I want to hang it to dry before Shabbos. So the Pashas, utilizing this halacha, where should you not ha- come to hang, where should you not hang it up? Where, where should you not hang it on Erev Shabbos? On a tree, right? Why? Because since a dry shirt would be something that you would normally be metaltal on Shabbos, we're concerned that if you dafka put it on the tree on Erev Shabbos, even though your kavana is, I'll get a Saturday night. I'll get a Saturday night. The halacha would say, no, don't put it on the tree even on Erev Shabbos lest you come to inadvertently move it on Shabbos itself. So, so now, this is another layer of the halacha, that you shouldn't even place stuff on a tree on Erev Shabbos, sorry, it's Erev Shabbos, not Shabbos, lest you come to go ahead and remove it from the tree on Shabbos inadvertently. So on a, on a hanger, same concept, the shoes on the hanger go on the, the hanger on the tree, it's out of the bag. So, so if it's... Um, yeah, if it's on a hanger attached to the tree, then that would be fine. That 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 would be that, that would be that would be. That would be tzidet stadin. Yeah, that would be fine. That would be fine. He's talking about over here where like you're you're hanging it on the branch itself, right? Directly on the tree should not be done. But you're not gonna, right, you have a peg and you hang it on the peg. That's fine. Now now, but, um, actually no 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 that's not true. No right. 
Because remember again, even Tzidei Tzadin, Tzidei Tzadin says you still can't take stuff off it on Shabbos. The concern over here really is about movement of the item on Shabbos itself. So I don't think in this case there'd be a distinction between hanging it on the tree or on a peg on the tree. Because remember again, even on the peg, remember what does a peg allow you to do? A peg, right, having an item attached to a peg on the tree allows you to utilize the item as it remains attached to the tree. What doesn't it allow you to do? Take anything on or put it off, or take, put it, take it off or put it on. Salah right. said the concern over here is coming to remove something from the tree itself. So I don't think there's a distinction. You still can't do that. You can't, you can't, in other words, remember, even with Sides, you can't detach your hammock on Shabbos. You can't take, you can't detach anything that is tethered even to the side of the tree. So I think it would still be usher in that case. Just dry your shirt before Shabbos, right? Come on, man. Come on. Yes, Chad. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Remember, I want to be clear. The ability to use things on Sidei Tzadin means you could use them when they're attached, right? So I could use the hammock that's attached to a peg in the tree. But remember, what can't I do? I can't detach or attach the hammock on Shabbos. The concern over here is the shirt is hanging on the peg. The shirt is only of use to me how? If I wear it, if I take it off. That's the concern. That's usr. That's usr, right? You put your shirt on the, te- on the peg before Shabbos, you cannot take that shirt off the peg that's attached to the tree on Shabbos itself. So Allah what the is introducing us to is that certain activities which could lead you to putting something or taking something off from the tree on Shabbos should not even be done on Erev Shabbos itself. Interesting, Allah. I'm sorry? Is Erev Shabbos just Friday? Yeah, yeah, I, I don't think this would extend anything, anything beyond that or before that. So, we'll say, so let's take a look. Let's go back to a little bit. Number 12. Number 12. Some of the interesting cases here. All right, so, we'll say, so now, now we're going to get into... So we've kind of taken it for granted, we've kind of taken it for granted that halacha lemaisa, <clears throat> you actually take a look at number 12. So one area that I'm not going to get into in our, in our limud over here of Kotzer is the halacha's concerning, there's a whole body of halacha, interesting body of halacha, if you go up on a tree, intentionally, unintentionally on Shabbos, are you allowed to come down off the tree on Shabbos? So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna leave that on the side for now. I'm not really going to get into those halachas. Again, if, if it happens to you, just call down. We'll, uh, we'll figure it out, right, from the tree. Okay, so, so, Lemaisa, so, Lemaisa, so let's take a look at number 12. So just if you skip to the underlying part of number 12, so we'll say, we have always been operating from the beginning of this discussion that usage of the tree means either putting something on the tree or taking something off of the tree. So I will say, so putting something on the tree, so again, and the, if you place something on the tree, on Erev Shabbos, you cannot take it off the tree on Shabbos itself. What we need to explore for a little bit now is why. In other words, I understand not being able to put something on the tree, right? Why? Why? What do we call that? Usage, right? That's usage. What's wrong with taking something off the tree? So I will say, so this is actually an interesting machlokis between the Ritva and the Ran. 
in Numbers 13 and 14. Take a look at number 13, the Ritva. So the Ritva writes, just lie again, it's longer, happens to be, it's, it's an interesting discussion, the Ritva has a whole discussion over here, where for example, he compares the fact that, let's say, you can't put something, you can't use an animal on Shabbos, right? But if something's on an animal, you're allowed to take it off the animal on Shabbos, right? That's not called use of Bali Chaim. So the Ritva's just trying, so again, there's a whole, there's a whole bigger discussion over here. But if you look at the last lines of Anachum Be'inai, right? Anachum Be'inai, you would appear correct to me. Dahacha Yisurim Yishum Dezimnin Dechi Shakyalei No Sin Gufo Ala Ilan Vuhum Ishtamishbo. So we'll say, so this is very interesting. This is interesting. He holds, the Ritva says that the concern is taking something off the tree is not actually called usage. Not called usage. So what are we concerned about? This is fascinating. We're concerned that in the process of taking something off the tree, what's going to happen? You're going to come to rest your weight against the tree. Fascinating. So the, the Ritva in essence holds that it really is taking an item off the tree is not called usage of the tree. So I, so why can't I take something off the tree? The concern is in the process of taking it off, you may come to rest your weight. And resting your weight on the tree, of course, is what? That's called Ishtamshus. That's called usage. Okay, the Ran, on the other hand, excuse the Ran says number fourteen. He says nearly devados bin tilaso who So the Ran disagrees, and the Ran says no, not true. The Ran says the act of taking something off the tree is considered to be usage. So both say so a fundamental machlokis. Now again, bottom line is everyone is agreeing that what you can't remove something from the tree. The machlokis is why, and the why is going to be very important in cases we'll see next week. So according to the Ritva, you can't remove something from the tree lest you come to support your weight on the tree. The, the, that's the Ritva. The Ran, no, taking something off is considered to be actual usage of the tree. Take a look at number 15, the Mishnah Bura. So the Mishnah Bura comments on this and he says, She'in isrebios kele munach me'atzam al davar mechobar b'shabes, o b'netila, so, mishtamish hu b'ilan, v'atam dasu lital b'shabes me'ilan mishun d'vekal, yavo al yedezel lehishain alav, o al echad me'anafav. So Rabbi says in the Mishnah Bura, seems to pass in like the Ritva. Mishnah Bura says, in reality, there should be nothing wrong with taking something off the tree on Shabbos. I so what am I concerned about? I'm concerned that in the process of taking something off the tree, what's going to happen? I'm going to end up resting my weight on the tree itself. So again, so the, so the Mishnah Bura himself seems to hold like the Ritva. That in reality, there really is, should be no prohibition of taking something off the tree on Shabbos. That's not called use of the tree. I so why can't you take something off on Shabbos? Lest you come to rest your weight on the tree itself. Now look what the Mishnah Bruce says at the end. He says, We'll say this is exactly like we just said before. You have to be careful about placing items that you would normally use on Shabbos on the tree, even on Erev Shabbos. Why? This is exactly what we just said before. So you really shouldn't put your shirt even on a peg, even on a peg on the tree, right? Why? Because the mice, again, were concerned that you're going to come and take it off the peg or a peg, the hanger, right? On Shabbos itself. So I will say, so this is, so this is a really a very important halacha. So, the Mishnah, so again, 
Bottom line is we're going to paskin that taking something off the tree is usher, but interestingly enough, putting something on the tree is usher because it's direct usage of the tree. Taking something off is going to be usher because you may come to support your weight on the tree itself. All right, well, you know what? We'll stop over here for tonight. We'll stop over here for tonight. We'll finish up the rest of our search. We're going to spend one more week on code. So we're going to get to some very interesting cases next week that have to do with our ability to utilize certain things which are attached to the ground. So, Meretz Hashem, again, and also we'll say this week I'm going to send out, for those who are interested, um, the Bechina. We said we're going to have Bechina, it's going to have tests, Meretz Hashem, voluntary, totally voluntary, but it's going to be on the first, uh, on the first, fourth, this is shit number five, right? Six. Six, okay. So it's going to be, it's going to be on the Malachos of, of Chorish and Zorea. We'll do those two Malachos. So I'll send it out this week. And they're gonna be, it's going to be a short answer test. Um, take it, send it back to me, Amir Sashem. And, uh, all right, we have to figure out. Uh, all right, good. Amir Sashem will figure out some certificates or something. After. I'm sorry? It's open book, it's open chavrusa, it's open whatever you want. It's, uh, the ikr, the, the ikr ultimately is to master the information. That's, uh, that's the God. Oh, sorry. Shkayach. It's not a person who's not being able to win against the tree.